you know what it's like, you think you're doing okay, you're doing some healthy stuff, you're eating well, you're going to the gym, but how do you really know if actually you're making that big, big difference? Well, today's guest is going to talk to us about how they've created something that can help you track the key metrics to make sure you are getting on track and staying there when it comes to your health and fitness. The world has gone crazy with pandemics, a global health crisis, toxic food, and technology taking over. Taking over. Welcome to Man vs. Death, How to Dodge the Reaper. The Reaper. The Reaper. <clears throat> All right, enough of that silliness. The big question is this. In today's hectic, crazy world, how can busy professionals like us not only survive, but thrive and rise above all the threats every day to live long and prosper? This podcast will provide key tips, tricks, hacks, and experts to guide you to amazing health and hopefully a longer life. Welcome to Man vs. Death with your host, Ian Ayer. Hi, welcome everybody. So on today's episode of Man Be Death here, we're going to be interviewing Patrick Sammy, who is the CEO and co-founder of Span Health. Now, this is an amazing app that's put together to help people get to their next level of life through key nutrition and be able to speak to experts who can really help and make that difference when people are suffering with specific illnesses and issues. Now, we're going to go over to Patrick in a second, but it's a really interesting story finding out about his background and what led him to actually creating something that wants to help others on a mass scale. So without further ado, we're going to hand over to Patrick. Hi, Patrick. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, thanks for having me. Oh, no, you're welcome. Absolutely welcome. Uh, Patrick at the moment was telling me that he's, uh, he's made the wisest move of going over to France at the moment, which is a good idea because in the UK we're locked down completely, so <laughs> probably a good <laughs> shout. Um, but Patrick, tell us, obviously we're going to find out more about Span Health and what you guys are doing there and the problems that you solve and what you're trying to help people with in a little while. But um, tell us about your background, your story, sort of, you know, what got you to... to create this in the first place or what was the sort of driving factor tell us a little bit more about you yeah um so i was born and raised in france um and actually moved to uk uh eight years ago but i was born to two parents who are immigrants um one from south india and the other from vietnam and actually grew up in east africa um they both, you know, finished their school in um, those countries. And then after high school, they moved to France and they went to university. And my dad is really passionate about technology. So that's really where that comes from. Uh, and my mom is a teacher. And, you know, there's that idea of caring for people and, um, and education in some ways. That's always been at the back of my mind. But where I was really lucky, I think, is with my dad being passionate about technology, he bought a computer in 1992, and I was four years old at the time. And, you know, you, you couldn't really start a video game, even, a, you know, a very basic game at the time without learning how to hack your way into a computer. Just, you know, that floppy disk and setting it up and making sure that the game works before you can actually play it. Um, and so I really grew up with that. Um, I remember Encarta and the ability to just be able to search anything online. Like that, that was before Wikipedia, but that was just mind-blowing to me that 
I would think about something, wonder something about the world and satisfy my curiosity instantly by just going on that tool, basically, and searching for what I wanted. Sure. And then the internet came, early 2000s. I think I was actually thinking recently that I pushed my first website online in 2000. So it's about, a bit, about 20 years now. And I started building stuff. I've always been building stuff as a kid, mm -hmm. but on the internet and online, on computers, it's been since uh, 2000. And it's, it's been a fantastic journey. Just... Um, you know, building websites with my friends and be building games online that we can play with other people and not necessarily looking at them as products and something you can monetize and building a company out of it, um, but just doing it, doing it for fun and doing it because people like it. And so, you know, you want to build something that people like and can, can use actually, uh, whether it's to entertain them or to make them, to make those uh, software uh, tools really useful in their daily lives. And then um, I went to engineering school. So naturally, you know, computer science, um, really focused on that. I got bored really quickly. I think in two, three years, I had gone around all the, you know, technology, the basics you needed to understand because I had so much practical experience. What was really in interesting to me was the theory and then the very deep, deep stuff, the, you know, the critical software that runs on a plane or the thing where, you know, the challenge is really, uh, critical and there's really something to learn about the machines to make them work in the way you want. Mm. Um, and all of that research allowed me to start publishing some papers. And uh, one of the professors who I was working on the same topic at Stanford in California was interested in my research and invited me to come and work for him for a year. So I took the opportunity. I got credits in my school in France to finish my master's and I ended up going to California for a year. And that was a you know whole other experience. Um, engineering schools in, in France, I think, is very much like the UK system, where you're very, you're in that college, you're going to study that uh, one topic. Yes, you can take a few classes outside, but it's not going to be really exposing you to another topic. There's no way you can actually take more than just design 101 or psychology 101, and actually you know have a, a combined major almost. And uh, I've, all, I've always been fascinated by things like the, at Oxford, you can take philosophy and computer science. And I think those intersections have a lot of value today. That's, that's probably where you can really invent stuff or have a different view on the world and really build something that's different. And that's going to make things progress. And that was exactly my experience at Stanford. It was obviously being, you know, amongst the best in computer science, but also having amazing professors in design, psychology, neuroscience, mm -hmm. and taking a few classes in those topics and learning how to discover them and, and what you could potentially do at the intersection. That was very academic though. Um, so a lot of um, research and I ended up doing a thesis on the intersection of um, psychology, sociology, and computer science, or more specifically engineering. And very uh, interestingly, I, was surrounded by friends who were working in startups. Mm -hmm. I had done a lot of internships before that in startups, but I decided to go another route and work for Microsoft for three years. Um, because of visa concerns, I think it was just easier for me to move back to Europe. So that's actually when I moved to London in 2014. I worked for Skype for uh, three years and I was building uh, consumer products. So um, the Skype for television application, the Skype for Android application, 
And I also started learning a lot more about managing products and building products for the purpose of monetizing them um, and also monitoring usage and looking at things like analytics and making product decisions based on how people use the product. So a lot more business thinking compared to what I was doing before. Sure. Not necessarily something that's easy to apply, you know, when you're starting up a fresh company or project, but something that's definitely valuable to understand how to set up a team that knows how to do that in the long run. Yeah, um, and ultimately, you know, Skype as a division of Microsoft, I don't think was going anywhere. It was really tricky to understand what was the larger vision of Microsoft. And I think themselves were, they were a little bit concerned that maybe they needed to invest in a different product because they saw that Facebook and WhatsApp and all the competition was growing faster than them on communication. So I ended up quitting my job and starting a program called Entrepreneur First in London, where you're put in, put in a room with a bunch of smart people who have 10 years of experience in an industry or a PhD in something very deep uh, tech or um, just someone who's really good at software. And the goal for them is to really see if they can create ideas um, that have traction in three months. And then you basically try to set up a company after that. Sure. Ultimately, it wasn't the right fit for me. I already had an idea set up. I had a team. I wanted to get to move forward with this. But I did find another community called The Family that was an acceleration program that just supports you in the long run. And I felt that was something that was right for me. So I joined them and started Span Health. At that time, um, you know, the nurse at Microsoft came uh, to do those tests that they do every quarter. Um, and I said yes for one of the checkups. And my cholesterol was high. My blood sugar was high. Everything was high, but just below the threshold to be considered diabetic or at risk of cardiovascular illnesses. And I was 28. Sure. And, you know, knowing that in my family, uh, there's a history of chronic conditions, some that are more like cancer, so less preventable or it's, it's less clear how to prevent them, at least right now. And some of them that are more like type 2 diabetes, very clearly linked to lifestyle. Yes, there's a strong genetic component, but if you're doing the right thing, you should be able to prevent it. Mm. And it was surprising that I thought I was eating healthy and I realized that by following the general guidelines that apply to everyone, I wasn't doing something that was promoting good health for me. And the way I realized that is really by looking at data. So doing a first blood test, you know, with that nurse and starting to look at that and think, oh, that's wrong. And I thought, you know, eating a big bowl of granola and banana and berries in the morning was perfect for me. And then I looked at my blood sugar and it was really high. So I started looking up online some of the research around those foods and, you know, getting really into the depth of nutrition. And that's when I met my co-founders. So Dr. Adam Batane, who is a medical doctor, and Rachel Leff, who is a registered nutritionist. And they both had, from this clinical perspective, the same issues. As nutritionists, Rachel had been asked to prescribe um, nutritional therapies that she didn't believe in. She also grew up with a form of cancer and she didn't use a, she used a traditional treatment, but you know, doctors would say in generally speaking that diet is not an essential element of your therapy. And sure. for her, for her specific type of cancer, she was 
she knew that the research had shown some improvements can be made to the outcomes of your chemotherapy if you do this type of nutritional therapy. And it's not something that, you know, in set in stone, you read the paper, the protocol is clear and you apply it. There's obviously a lot of work that the registered nutritionist knows how to do to personalize that intervention and to measure how effective it is. And sure. Adam was exactly the same as a medical doctor. Um, he's the kind of doctor who doesn't really believe in the, the way we're doing things now because you know it's great for acute conditions if you have the if you have covid if you have a cold the flu our systems are really well set up to deal with that but when you're in my situation everything is quite high but not abnormal you're considered as healthy but really you're not in 10 15 years you're going to be pre-diabetic and you know it's just going to be a sequence of things and, you know, the way this system is set up is not incentivizing doctors to take the time and to do these things, time that they don't have, and the pressure of having more patients to uh, treat for those conditions is too high to actually do it. So it's not the fault of the system itself. Uh, it's an entire structure that we've built to deal with those conditions, and it's actually pretty effective at that. Um, the same is... Um, you know, really effective at the end of life care um, in hospitals in the UK, for example, we're really good at that. But for those, you know, early weak signals that you need to pick up and action very early on in your life so that you prevent those conditions, uh, we're not that great at that. And yeah. even for the people who, you know, are already into fitness, who are training and, um, you know, might be looking at things like muscle growth and things like that, uh, there are some approaches that we used to have in the past that have shown, you know, to be detrimental to your health. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, there's been, a, I think, a, an understanding right now in our generations that food, um, organic products, or at least, you know, that looking at where food comes from, how it's been produced, and if you're buying pre-made food, how many ingredients are there? And how many of these ingredients actually natural and not just you know the, the thing is fully transformed in a, in a factory basically and especially the added stuff the additives the sugar the refined sugar the you know high fructose corn syrup and those things that have a very negative effect on your health Absolutely. Um, and those things you know i think we discovered are fundamentally wrong for everyone but i think where i'm trying to get is that only the data could tell me that and only doing that test and repeating that test and changing things led me to find what works for me. And if, um, so we looked at a couple of uh, research papers uh, recently, and there's, there's one that's really interesting where 800 people have been put on a CGM, so a glucose monitor, which is a patch that you just uh, put on your arm and it's continuously monitoring how much sugar you have in your blood. You can find that out with uh, an app that you just tap on the sensor and it gives you the reading. And it becomes really powerful for someone to understand what they can eat. But that specific study, um, they just um, put that uh, sensor on 800 people, looked at what they were eating, so trying to collect some data, um, and realized that for one single food, so let's say an apple, you could always find someone who would have no impact on their blood sugar levels and someone who had a high spike and therefore have a, you know, a major uh, negative impact for their health in the long run if they ate that full apple every single day for lunch as dessert, for example. And 
the fact that that study demonstrated that means that there's, there's basically no single diet that works for everyone. Yet, the way this works today is that nutrition is not very accessible. We actually don't have a lot of nutritionists and dietitians trained. And it's also very expensive. It's about you know, 80, 100 pounds for the first consultation in London, uh, sometimes higher if you go to the highest uh, nutrition clinics on Harley Street. And, and therefore, people go on Google. Mm-hmm. And if you Google the best diet in 2020, uh, you'll find uh, keto diet, low carb, uh, fasting, vegan diets, and, and all of these. And based on those studies, the chances that it will work for you are pretty low. It's, it, you know, it's less than 10%. Uh, maybe you actually use that as a heuristic and you'll find that a plant-based diet, actually increasing the amount of plants in your diet, which is something that you know, generally benefits, starts to show improvements. And from there, you'll just jump and start to find your own way of doing things and what really works. But yeah. pe- some people get stuck. Some people get stuck in that dieting uh, space and they'll just try one after the other and most of them won't work maybe if they're lucky one will work at the end but if they don't have that personalized approach uh, they're basically doing it without having the data so they never really know where they're going and i presume a lot of people who are doing any of these diets um, think they're healthy and maybe they feel slightly better for uh, you know the first few weeks Yes, they do lose some weight because most of the time when you start dieting, you're just removing the bad stuff. Sure. Um, and so they have those you know, physical um, benefits that you can really see, but internally, it's really hard to see. Now, the other problem is that uh, even though we've made a lot of progress in 2020, it's still really difficult to have those markers on your health and to be able to measure them continuously. So we've tried different approaches, but... Um, you know, that's really the core thesis of uh, SPAN. It's that we don't believe in dieting and we believe that data is fundamentally changing nutrition science in 2020. Cool. And we're trying to provide macro, micro data points that are actionable so that people can really, on a daily basis, see their progress. And yeah. on top of that, showing them their long-term journey. So, um, you know, they, they can really also see, sometimes, you know, these people get stuck in dieting because... They're not even looking at the weekly trends or the monthly trends and they, they think it's not working, but they don't remember how it was to live, you know, four weeks before that. And if you show them the charts, they're actually like, oh, wow, mm. I knew like I knew something had disappeared, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And yeah. looking at that simple chart, uh, I can see that. Absolutely. Um, and that's the approach that we're taking today. Yeah, and that's 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 the thing. I mean, as uh, my, obviously as a health coach and nutritionist myself, um, I speak to a lot of people who have a lot of those issues. Um, and one of the biggest things I always always say is you have to be tracking your data, because if you don't have the data, you don't actually know where you've been, you don't know where you're going, and you don't know where you are right now. So, completely appreciate what you're saying. It makes so much sense because it really does help to illustrate the journey you're on and what's actually happening in your body and Something else you touched on there, and I'm a big, big advocate for, is that there is no one diet. You know, we are all different. Everybody is different. Um, and if you dig below the surface and you look at epigenetics and you look at the nutrition factors going on there, that you're absolutely right. You can't all eat the same foods and expect the same results in our body, whether that's aesthetics, performance, energy. It doesn't matter. We all function differently. So we do all need 
different inputs to get great outputs. So I think what you're doing is fantastic. So obviously you came to that conclusion meeting um, meeting the people who will kind of give you the medical background to your technology background effectively, which is great. So you yourself, did you manage to get over the kind of, um, obviously you were sort of pre-marker going towards diabetes effectively. Have you managed to now sort that out using your, your own systems? Yeah, exactly. So um, I studied um, intermittent fasting and looking at the progression of markers like triglycerides and blood sugar levels, HbA1c, and I saw that come down so fast. And um, you know, I had one of these small scales, so I wasn't necessarily looking at the data every day, but taking some time to actually jump on the scale, not necessarily looking at the weights. One, the one I had actually showed you the the absolute change, which which is uh, sorry the relative change, which is interesting because you can actually see the trend and the weekly trends as well. So you're not focusing on the number, but you're actually looking at you know even you if you're losing hundred grams, uh, and it's you know, might be just water, but if it's consistently one hundred grams for six months, you do see the impact in the long run, uh, mm -hmm. and that was a good thing. But ultimately, the medical data was also very clear. Uh, my triglycerides uh, tips so quickly in less than three months. And my HB1C were back to normal in um, six weeks or eight weeks. Yeah. So a really short amount of time. Uh, and then everything, you know, balanced itself. Uh, cholesterol was, uh, LDL was slightly high, HDL was um, slightly low. Uh, those things, yeah, are still in balance, although, you know, my HDL is still high, but that's probably for genetic reasons. Um, and it's not above the limit and everything else, you know, looks fine. So, uh, yeah, I was able to actually optimize all these things. And then I became obsessed about the micro details and, you know, how do you get even better than this? And the reason is that, um, Adam is actually using some of the principles of longevity medicine to the application we have right now, which is more around prevention and really yeah. looking at the health span. And then, you know, applying some of the principle of extending lifespan to extending health span. There is an overlap. It's not, you know, exactly the same thing, but that, that's really how um, we design essentially the approach. Brilliant. Yeah. And as you say, I, I think you mentioned it earlier on and you've touched on it there as well, that, you know, the health system in this country it isn't designed for prevention. It's designed for cure. And unfortunately, a lot of these things quite often can't be cured. It's too late by the time we get to that point in the system. So, you know, having that awareness that things aren't necessarily running as, as good as they could be. And it could be any number of things. You could have any number of sort of wake up calls. It could be your energy levels. It could be your weight. It could be the way you're performing in the day. It could be all kinds of issues. It could just be digestion issues. But if you're not aware of what's actually going on behind the scenes, how do you fix it? So I can totally see where what you've created there is a really useful and I think vital for a lot of people, really, a detection tool to be able to get people to actually understand what's happening and then manage it and then bring it back into safe measurements. And then, as you say, hopefully you guys are going to go down that route of going to expanding that lifespan as well. So putting in measures to not only prevent, but to keep, maintain and then enhance as well, because that would be really, really cool to see. So yeah. in terms of that then, so um, obviously there's a lot of things out there. So I'm going to I'm going to be a devil's advocate now and just ask you a question about it. But there's a lot of products out. There's a lot of solutions. You know, I'm in, obviously I'm in the industry and I run into millions and millions every every year. 
Um, so what what is it about span health as an option that's going to be you know something that people really should have in their life versus something like for example um, uh, that people might be familiar with the lumen device where you breathe into it and it tells you today you should be focusing more on eating carbohydrates or more healthy fats or whatever and that's kind of balancing your body a little bit and getting you into it but it's not a big commitment if you're a technophobe if you're kind of not sure what to do why would span health be a good option for you do you think um so part of the um core principle was to remain accessible because you know we're taking something nutrition might be accessible in some ways but personalized nutrition is a another step uh and you know in that space you could also talk about personalized medicine it's the overlap is really really large in that case sure but it's really hard to do with that data like you said and we try to find a way to not have devices necessarily on the platform. And we actually started with a device, uh, one of those finger prick device where you have to prick your finger every day to measure with the test strip and that connects to the app. Uh, and we experimented in different ways um, to see what people would really enjoy and what was still accessible in terms of pricing, in terms of daily use, to make it as seamless as possible almost. And ultimately, I think we are converging towards uh, something that works really well on the app. Uh, so it's just an app. You don't need any gadgets around that uh, to be able to use the app. And it, the pricing is also really low, so it's accessible in terms of you don't have to pay that upfront 80, 100 pounds to get your nutrition advice. Sure. Uh, and you can spread that cost on a monthly basis, not even having to commit for a year. With that, obviously, things have to be slightly more scalable. So um, on one side, what people really enjoy and what we started with is a great tracker. But you could say, you know, uh, my fitness pal is a great tracker. Uh, there's other apps that do that. We really focus on how you feel and we don't actually track calories and grams and things like that. But all the different sections of subsets of how you feel that you mentioned before, so, you know, waking up, not feeling that great, uh, having bloating after eating that specific food and all these symptoms of daily lives. We're trying to put a score on that from zero to 10. And then we're aggregating that in a very simple way and giving you as much data as possible on how you feel during the day and then showing you your daily patterns, showing you how that's progressing during the week. So you're also seeing your streak. And if you can accomplish something like over 70% every week, you know you're making progress towards your goal and then obviously showing you your whole journey from the beginning where you downloaded the app to now and most people will see an improvement of 20 30 percent and we see that trend going up where the score on average um, and scoring those things that they really care about because those uh, scores that they decide to to focus on mental clarity for example or uh, digestion and calmness they decide which scores are important for them and they track only those and they can follow that for the entire journey. And then at some point they will really see the, the progress. Um, so that's, that's something that that's really different. Uh, I'm sure some other apps are focusing on, on wellness tracking, but not necessarily for the purpose of optimizing your food intake to see how that impacts your health. So that's really the, end of the angle we took. And alongside that tracker, we have a chat so you don't have video consultations or telephone consultations. It's just a chat. Um, and the reason is, you know, our audience is really young. They're 25 to 34 on average. 
they love that idea that in 2020, you don't have to book an upfront consultation with a nutritionist to get started. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they'll ask to have a call, but it's optional and small, you know, it's the default is really to get started on chat and to become friends with your nutritionist and to build that relationship at the same time, because the, the more uh, Rachel, our nutritionist knows about you, but the details of your life, the struggles, whether it's work, family, organizing, you know, maybe you want to eat different, but that's not what works for your husband or your kids. And, you know, all this is quite difficult. Um, and a nutritionist has, you know, the experience doing that, especially someone like Rachel. So the goal was really to, you know, build that experience around how do we create a better relationship? How do we take the things that are where the human interaction has less value Mm -hmm. uh, because it's just collecting data points and things like that. And either put that on the app in the format of software. So just tapping on the app and collecting some data or automating some of the check-in. So you see a, a question popping from Rachel. And as soon as you answer, Rachel actually takes over and then she will uh, have that meaningful interaction with you. And that's allowing us to drastically bring the price point down and making it much more accessible for someone to have a personalized experience. Gotcha. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. And what I really like about it is that, you know, it is really well thought through in as much as because it's a preventative tool, you know, you are going to go for that slightly, I don't want to say younger, but the younger than me demographic <laughs> of people who are, you know, kind of going to be living quite busy lifestyles. And also the kind of people that have probably grown up with Google as very much a staple in their lives so they're going to be the kind of people who will type into google what should i eat now for x result or what should i do and obviously the big danger as you've mentioned with that is that it doesn't know anything about you it doesn't know who you are where you live what your activities like what your interactions in life are like what your stress levels are like, or anything like that so it is really dangerous for people to to go down that sort of you know google search engine route or even youtube or whatever how can i fix my problem because the reality of it is when it comes to your body every problem is unique so yeah. i really like the fact that it, it goes down there and says look you know you guys here in this bracket you might not feel like you're in danger now and actually you might not be displaying any real dangerous symptoms but let's have a look at what's under the hood and see what's going on so i think that's really really cool and you know for me i love to to see I'm a tech, technology freak anyway, but I love to see things that are coming out that are really going to help people to hopefully, number one, dodge the reaper, which is what the show is all about. Number two, keep their health for long term. And number three, find out about your own body so that you can actually take control and manage the outcome yourself. So I think that's really, really cool. So in terms exactly. of um, people wanting to, to sort of find out more about this or wanting to download the app and get started with it, where should they go? What should they do? Um, so they should go on the Span Health website, uh, so www.span.health. Uh, they can also find us on Instagram. We're pretty active there. Um, people really love us. And you'll see stories of some of the people who uh, are using the app continuously and they're posting their charts and how much progress they're making with their specific issue. Um, and, you know, to see so many stories on different issues is so humbling. And that's, you know, the reason why the team is motivated is we get messages uh, pretty much every week of people making progress with bloating, some people going as far as reversing their type 2 diabetes, bringing back the numbers after years on medication to normal, and their doctors telling them, oh, yeah, just remove those medications. You don't need them anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a really, it's really large panel, but most people are quite young, and they don't have any illnesses. They don't even 
care necessarily about preventing. They just want to know where they are to track. And some people are doing because they are foodies and they they are like this, you know, health conscious approach to food. Mm-hmm. Some people are into fitness and they want to optimize performance, but you know, they're maybe more into CrossFit or high intensity interval training. And so there's an approach of making sure that your body's at its maximum performance without any negative effects for your health. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you could measure lactate and all this, that would be ideal, but, you know, we're, we're taking that approach with them as well. And then there's the people who really care about health. And some people have one issue. Some people just wake up with a slight brain fog and they think nutrition can help. And uh, it's actually the number one problem, which, I mean, I'm sure you're aware about, but people don't realize sometimes how powerful nutrition can be. And if yeah. you tell them, if you wake up every single day and you have brain fog for a couple of hours, uh, even maybe sometimes the whole day, mm-hmm. you eat and regardless of if you, you eat something sweet, you crush af- right after you you feel hungry two hours after and you feel really tired. Uh, if you, you feel that consistently every single day and even regardless of what you eat, that probably means that you have some metabolic imbalance that can be solved right now. And you know your life doesn't have to be this. Unfortunately, as humans, we get used to these things very quickly. And in a couple of weeks, you know, it becomes, becomes a new normal. So, yeah, keeping us in check is really uh, helpful. As, you know, we have a couple of things that we're building on the app, but one of them is obviously now it's just presenting you the data. You still have to think and make that correlation and think. I've logged Apple yesterday. I know my score is down. That's something I've done consistently, and you can see that in the data. What we want is actually the app to tell you directly and score every food or every input that you put in it. So any activity, even exercise, and tell you how that's making you feel. Because maybe actually some types of exercise are not good for you. And uh, sometimes you think working 10 minutes is enough. And actually you realize that that one day when you work for 30 minutes, you had a much better impact the next day in terms of mental health or calmness and things like that. It's really about finding those and tweaking, you know, like biohackers trying to find what really works for you. And then the next step would be to actually release a program that would include a CGM. Um, that's making it less accessible, but that's going to be one of the options on the app. Yeah. Not as a subscription, something that you can just buy as a one-off yeah. because we think there's a tremendous value in people having even just one set of 14 days where you see that data and you can really experiment. And with the app, you can make a, almost a catalog of everything that works for you. And then, you know, just focus on that list. Excellent. Well, it sounds fantastic. I mean, as I say, for me, um, and you mentioned it there, I was probably going to say this back to you. It's, it's sounding more and more and more like almost like a biohacking tool. Um, but obviously, we don't, want to put it, we don't want to put people off who don't know, aren't familiar with biohacking. But biohacking, don't worry, it's not a scary topic. It's, <laughs> it's just finding out more about yourself and how to optimize your body with where you are and what you need to do. So... Yeah, I think yeah. The, uh, the applications sound great. I think um, certainly from a nutrition standpoint, you know, it's a battle I see every day. People trying to find the right foods for them, um, but not just for them their, and their, their weight or their goals. It's, it's, it's so much more than that, as you say. There's so many people who live in such a deteriorated state of health that they don't realize they're in that state because to them it's normal. And it's like, you know, they're walking through like tar every day because everything takes so much longer. Their brain's not really active as it should be. Their energy levels are low. Their ability to do things is massively reduced. 
But because they've been like that for so long and they eat the same foods and they do the same things, they don't know that. And it's only when they make that change that they go, wow, what a difference. And oh my yeah. God, I didn't realize how bad things were. So, you know, 100% can see the value and why you would need this in your life if you're suffering from anything like that at all, or even if you don't think you're suffering, but you think you could be improved, it sounds like this is going to be a really good option for you. So, you know, that's brilliant. Really, really cool to hear about that, Patrick. Um, yeah. One more thing I wanted to ask you, actually, um, and this is, uh, this is this is an off-the-cuff question, so don't worry if you don't have anything prepared for it. <laughs> uh, and you can be as... As you can plug the app as much as you like on this answer, but if you had 28 days, okay, to turn your health around, what would you do? Um, that's a really good question. 28 days. Mm. I'd get a blood test. Uh, one of these uh, blood tests you can get at home. They ship the kit and, you know, um, it's it's really hard to interpret, but I would get a nutritionist or someone who knows how to get this data to read it and then to say, this is what we need to drive and to, to really improve. Um, and that's the best case scenario, you know, that's the deep biohacking thing. But like you said, the goal with us was really to make things accessible. So the alternative is Spam Health because yeah. you can really sign up. You start choosing the scores you want to track track it for a couple of weeks you don't even have to start to change your diet set a baseline and try to understand what are the things that you actually want to check in about um, and focus on this is mental clarity for example because sometimes brain fog sometimes you feel great and you want to see why that is and what's really driving that and then start making changes the way we work in that in the app is actually you know we really took the language of biohacking or soft biohacking and translate it into something that's accessible for everyone. So the interventions we have on the app are called experiments and they're designed by Rachel. They contain everything uh, that you need for a week to start testing something, one change, and you repeat that every week and you change you know, the, the experiment and you see how you're improving. There's different areas of your health. For example, right now what we're doing is a lot of uh, people want to try low carb or you know, semi-ketogenic diets. Um, because they know that cars make them feel tired. Some people want to try eat, eating more plant-based and integrating more green leafy vegetables. Um, so those are the types of experiments. And in the future, we want to, you know, for the people who have made a lot of progress, like the ambassadors of Spam, we want to create a profile for them. We want to create a profile for, you know, for yourself, for Dr. Peter Tia and all these professionals who have a lot to say about what they are doing and what's working for them so you can use their profile and copy it and you're starting to follow their protocol and then you diverge and start to find what works for yourself um, because we think you know that also people like him a lot of people trust um, his protocol and the decision he's making the way he's making the decisions and um, they'll be able to just find their uh, favorite famous nutritionist and follow them and follow their approach and then find what works for them from there. Excellent, that sounds really, really cool. So it's, it kind of sounds a little bit like, uh, almost like when you go on a trading app and you can copy a trader who's doing really well. Um, exactly, yeah, that's really, actually yeah. a really good analogy, yeah. Yeah, but you can do it for health, which is fantastic, as you say. If you've got someone that you like the look of or the sound of, or you can just see what they're doing is working, then why would you not want to copy that? And if it can work for you, 
That's fantastic. So that's really, really good. So brilliant. Look, thank you very much for coming to the show today, Patrick. Um, just to recap again, in terms of where people can get that information. So it's www.span.health.health. Okay, so www.span.health. I'm going to be putting the link below this video anyway. Um, this goes on there. And it's also going to be a link on uh, the Facebook page for, uh, for the, the channel here as well. So anyone who wants to get in touch can get in touch in there. But you're going to go on there, guys. I've been on there. You're going to see lots and lots of different stories from people who have really changed and turned their health around. People have become aware that they have issues that they needed to address that didn't even know about it in the first place. So if you're at the moment, if you're in a position where you think you might be suffering, but maybe suffering in silence, or you know things can be improved, I mean, it's January, right time of year now, you know, 2021, if you really want to make a change, it's probably the best time to do it. So check that out. Thanks again, Patrick. It's been awesome to have you on today. Um, and I'm Thank sure you so much. I'm sure we'll keep in touch on that, but I want to see what happens in the future in Spam Health because it sounds really, really exciting. Thanks. Yeah, we'll definitely keep you up to date. Excellent stuff. I'll see you again soon, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode. You've been listening to Man vs. Death, a show that's about health, biohacking, and fitness, and how to dodge the Reaper. okay we're being silly yes the world's gone crazy we got pandemics a global health crisis toxic food technology taking over it's nuts but we've put together this show to help you and to help you live a longer life we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show And we hope you had fun, too. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash man versus death. Till next time, this is Man versus Death and the Reaper signing off. (laughs) Excuse me.